Hello there, and welcome to the Grappling with God podcast, where we talk about grappling with our faith, family, and obviously, jujitsu. We are your hosts, Aaron Troby and Kurt Kroll. So, episode five, what are we talking about today? Jujitsu. Well, yes, jiu-jitsu. No, we're talking about, oh, uh, today's the progression episode. And you're like, man, these episodes are going to be hard. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I didn't, I didn't think progression was going to be hard. I just, I was like, what does progression look like in faith oh, and family? Because it's easy in jujitsu. There's like a clear path, which uh, sometimes it's easy in jujitsu. I mean, some people look like, oh, I got a new belt. I've progressed. Like, yeah, but there's more to it. Like, well, you know, yes. And. That kind of goes back to what I said in episode one, which yeah, I feel like, you know, if more people listen to that, I'm going to catch heat for it, where I said belt doesn't matter. Oh, I'm, I'm um, going to be heat for it all the time, just the belt. Well, the belt matters depending on how you look at it. Now, is the belt color going to prevent you from getting your butt whooped in a street fight? No. No. no so Even Elio Gracie, Grandmaster Elio Gracie said the belt is too thin to keep you from getting your butt whooped. That's what he said. Or the belt could be used to get your butt whooped. Yeah, that's true. You could do that too. That that was that wasn't Elio. That was more uh, my grandma. <laughs> we did, I didn't get the trunk. I got the the paddle or the belt or something. So when I when I said the belt doesn't matter, I meant that the the belt itself does not matter. What the belt symbolizes and the knowledge behind it matters mm-hmm. um there's a honor we have house rules here posted on the wall in the gym and i i think it's like number 10 i should have looked at it before we started recording yes you should have. but it said um <clears throat> don't chase the belt chase the knowledge that comes with it i'm like whoa um i don't know i don't think it's on the rules but on the oh because you're not a master cycle yet on our master cycle card yeah rub that in we get well yet i said yet um, our master cycle card on on it it says become a black belt in combatives. So our basic class, mm-hmm. our you know the, the class we teach that could be utilized in street, it could be utilized in sport, it could be utilized in cage fighting, whatever. Become you become so good at the basics that they seem advanced. That's how you want to yeah. be. That's what it means. Like not become a black belt in combatives. Like how do you do that if it's the beginners program? You just get so good at it that. Your, your foundation, your basics are just good. It's the same thing with your faith. If your foundation and your faith isn't solid, which it should be because Jesus, God, is our foundation, right? If that's not good, though, then every, anything that you put on top of it is just going to come crumbling down. No matter how nice it looks, no matter how much you build it up, right? Um, and that's the – I think that's the, the progress that we're talking about, right? Is like, okay, getting from – where, where I'm at now to a much deeper level, like obviously in jujitsu, but obviously, in, but mainly in like our faith. How do I get to that next level of my faith? Cause there's no belt. You don't go to church and they give you a white belt. And when you, when you learn a certain amount of scriptures, you get a blue belt. Or, right. like, there's no belt system. So how do you know you're progressing? We were, when we were talking right now between episodes, you were like, Hey, uh, you know, you were, you were, you were saying you're, perspective of progression right and i was like well 
where your faith is at now is where I was at like a year and a half, two years ago, year ago, whatever, you know, as far as confusing stories, mm-hmm. uh, like names or whatever. Now I'm starting to pick them up and like, okay, I know the story of David. I know the story with Joseph. I know the story with Moses. I know these stories now, like where I've actually read the whole story in multiple times, not just heard it once from someone. Um, that's where I'm at now. And I'm still nowhere near where I should be. Right. Same thing for you. That's what this is going to help with that. You know, this is, that's going to be the, the product, the progression of it. And I'm going to help you. Right. Like earlier I was kind of, I was, I was actually getting surprised because while you were talking, I was like, no, like he's actually incorrect about that. It's this like about the names. Right. And a couple of years ago, <clears throat> I wouldn't have done that. I would have been like, sure. Yeah, sure. Joseph freed the slaves from Pharaoh and went inside of a, uh, and not saying you said this, and went inside yeah. of a lion's den and they got betrayed by his brothers. and Like, mixing up all these stories, that was me, like, a couple years ago. Like, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what name was what. I didn't, I didn't understand that Jacob and Israel were the same person. Like, oh, I gave him a different, I didn't understand that. And I were te- now it's been a year, year and a half of me teaching it at church, me reviewing it the night before, or talking about it with people at, um, uh, outside of church, that has imp- improved me. Now, right? is that really the only benchmarker for progression within the Bible? See, because that was my thought. It's like, oh, you know, I memorized so many verses, right? I'm getting better at the Bible. I can quote it to people. Okay. Um, but if you can't help them understand what you're trying to say, it doesn't mean anything. I can read you what the Bible says, but if I can't explain to you what it means, then that doesn't mean it. Then, then what's the point? Or, you know, um, they, this goes back to the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu program. It's when you get your combatives belt, which is the belt after you take your test of, you know, the 36 four most commonly used moves for street defense. Um, they say you're street ready. When you get your blue belt, in Master Cycle, you're street proficient. Do I have that right? What do you mean by street proficient? Like, when you're street ready, yes, you can, you know, you can use these moves in street fight. It may not be perfect or, mm-hmm. you know, okay. you're, you're going to have hiccups. Okay. But being street proficient, it's, you know. So the way it, so the way it works is the way it's supposed to go. We don't do that. We don't do it this way here. We have a very specific way how we do our program. So you're supposed to come in, you do the combatives program, which is the beginner's white belt program, whatever you want to call it. But that's the foundation to learning jujitsu. Once you get into master cycle, and uh, because once you're in master cycle, there is no structure. I was talking about this earlier with someone. There's no blue belt class. There's no purple belt class. There's no brown belt class. There's no black belt class. There's master cycle. So there's no, oh, is this a blue belt move or a purple belt move? Uh, it's jujitsu. It's yeah. just, it's a jujitsu move. Now, <clears throat> where you judge someone based on belt rank is their knowledge. White belt, yeah, it's track and roll. Right? And here's how you do it. Like, yeah, I could do that move. Blue belt, okay, yes. But also these details, right? This detail, grab with a monkey grip, grab with a C grip. Grab, trap the foot this way. Point your knee out. That's blue belt, right? And then purple belt is getting more into, and I, I can't speak on brown and black because I'm not there yet, but purple belt is more like, okay, yes, that, that all of that's correct. That's trap and roll. That's how you do it. Yes, that's how you're, the grips you're supposed to be using, but don't forget about this. 
when you're grabbing the arm, you're not just holding the arm, you're also pulling their arm to you. When you trap the foot, you're not just putting your foot on the outside of their ankle and keeping it there. You're actually dragging their foot to your butt. You're not just lifting your hip up and then they're falling over. You're actually looking over your shoulder in the direction that you're trying to roll them, uh, exploding your hips that way, and then preventing them from basing out. So, and then applying that to like a principle or a concept or something like that, right? And then as you get the the brown belt, black belt, I'm sure it gets even more intense. So there's different levels Mm -hmm. where, yeah, I got the move down at a white belt level, but at a blue belt level, I understand it better. At a purple belt level, I understand it even more. At a brown belt, black belt, coral belt, whatever level, I understand this same move, just way deeper. So we can talk about this real quick, right? Because you just literally mentioned all the belts, right? So you start at white belt and, you know, it's a 20 class kind of, you know, you come back 20 classes, you get a strike. Mm-hmm. So once you go through the combatus program, this is, and this is kind of the point I was trying to make real quick. Um, once you graduate that program, the white, the combatus belt, a lot of people are against, and it was actually Hicks and Gracie that incorporated the, the combatus belt is because he wanted to see a belt that separated self-defense jujitsu from sport of jiu-jitsu. And that's what the combatus belt is. The combatus belt is, hey, you're not a blue belt yet, but you're not a white belt anymore. It's like that in between. Like you're street ready. You're ready for street fight. The combatus belt is the belt where you, once you get that is, okay, now you're going to start learning how to roll, how to use jiu-jitsu versus jiu-jitsu. And then the combatus belt is like the foundation to learning jiu-jitsu versus jiu-jitsu. Where combatives is jujitsu in general. Like you're learning the basics to all of your jujitsu that you'll ever learn, plus how to use it in a street fight. Combatives belt, even blue belt, because I still did some of this as a blue belt. Now you're learning how to grapple against jujitsu behavior. Because if you get in a street fight, you're going to get a different behavior from someone than you're going to get from someone doing jiu-jitsu, whether they're bigger than you, smaller than you, whatever. Yeah. And that's why we have, that's why the combatus belt exists, is to bridge that gap between street and sport. Our belief is that you learn street self-defense first, then you can incorporate that into cage fighting, your tournament training, whatever. And I can speak on all of those. I have been in street fights, jiu-jitsu safety. I have been in jujitsu tournaments, and it is combatives techniques that won me the match. I've been in cage fights, and it is combatives techniques that have won me my cage fights. I'm not going out there and doing flying triangles and bear and bolo roll and spider guard and all this stuff because it's the basics that's going to keep you great, and, and it's the basics that you need to build off of. So if your foundation isn't there, then everything else is going to topple, right? So we do things different here at this school. We allow you to grapple as a white belt, but we don't force you to grapple as a white belt. We don't force anybody to compete in anything. We don't make it uh, a rule that you have to compete in a tournament or a cage fight. It's optional if you want it. And you guys don't actively encourage it either. No, no, because it's, you're missing so much if that's all you if that's all you focus on is sport training for a tournament you're missing like 80 to 90 percent of jiu-jitsu in my opinion which we could go deeper into this yes sports versus jiu-jitsu yeah we'll do that on another episode but even in well even with your faith 
you go to, you know, you go to church and you, you learn, you know, you learn uh, by listening to the pastor talk. Maybe you say afterwards and ask questions or whatever, but what are you doing throughout the week? You go to church on Sunday and you listen to the Bible on Sunday and you talk to your pastor and ask some questions on Sunday. What are you doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? See, that, that varies by person. A lot of people are like, I, you know, I did my Sunday. I'm, I'm good. Like that. I can um, admit that. I'm like that. You think I read my Bible every single day and I practice what I'm preaching every single day? No, I can, I can openly admit that I don't do everything I'm supposed to throughout the week as far as my faith goes. I mean, ideally, right, in this, we could have talked about this in a balance episode, mm-hmm. but ideally, right, you go to church on Sunday, a uh, small group, maybe in the middle of the week, and you if know, that. you're spending some time in the Bible every day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's quality over, quality over quantity, mm-hmm. you know, five minutes of meaningful Bible study and meaningful meaningful prayer and worship to you is going to be more impactful on you than, you know, 20 minutes of reading the Bible, but, or listening to the Bible or listening to someone talk, listening to our podcast, Mm -hmm. but being like, Oh man, I really want to get some Del Taco right now. Or that Wava grill that Aaron's, eating was I amazing ate i ate earlier but i already ate and i wish i hadn't have eaten because the food i got wasn't that great and the coffee was burnt so now hey, I just better be careful what you say because margaritas listen to everything you yeah. say we went out to eat though. oh okay i was so, about to say dang he's doing you like that margarita <laughs> uh the the restaurant was actually pretty good service was really great but it was just like the, I, you know, you feel like you're missing something. Yeah. That kind of happened when we went out after the Dragon Ball Z movie. Yeah, when we went out and got food after Dragon Ball Super, which we won't get into right now. But um, when we watched, or Dragon Ball Superhero, when we went and watched that, we went out to eat. Yeah, we were mentioning that. Like, yeah, like this, I don't feel satisfied. Yeah. I'm eating because I need to live, but I don't feel satisfied with what I just ate. Like, I don't, the way I explained it to you was like in that movie Ratatouille, when Remy eats the food. Mm-hmm. And he's like feels all these emotions. You see like the little sparkles next to one of the colors and all this different changing. But then you get the fat brother that just scarfs everything down. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I just eat, you know, that's me. I don't savor my food and enjoy it. But what I was mentioning the other day is like, I've been having that happen lately where I feel like, unfortunately, I've lost my love for food. Like, like the love of the taste, like I'll still eat. But I didn't eat it and be like, man, that was like that really hit the spot. I'm just like, I ate, I'm full, that's it. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm like, whatever, you know. And it sucks because that's that sounds like that sucks. Like, man, you don't even enjoy what you're eating. No, imagine if that happened to you in jujitsu or even worse, your faith. It has. Oh, it has in jujitsu. I I'm I'm not one of those people that can say I've never been tired of jujitsu. Hell yeah. There's a point where I've, you know, certain days and it's just, and it's, it's way in the past when I first started training. I don't feel these now, but yeah, there was days where I would be like, man, I don't want to go to class. And I would ask myself, why, why don't you want to go to class? And it's not nerves. You're already over the nerve thing. What is it? Just lazy. Just, I don't want to go. But because I've always had mm-hmm. 
a not a job, but because I've always had a certain responsibility with the gym in jujitsu, even before I was teaching, it kept me coming. Well, I have to go to class because I have to help Johnny with kids' classes. Well, I have to go to class because he's help he's doing a private with someone, and I have to be there to help him. I don't have to, but I told him I would, so I'm gonna I'm gonna meet him. Because you've almost been with Johnny since day one, right? What do you mean, day one? Like, was was since he. Open his gym is like. Oh no! I've been with Johnny since before day one. Yeah, I've been with Johnny since we were in his garage at his house with three fold-up mats and four people training, and that was actually not even the beginning. Beginning, that was he actually did stuff before that happened. Yeah, like before he was teaching at his garage. So, um, yeah, I've been with him since his garage. I've seen him, you know, I've seen the progression of our of our gym from. A little, a little kind of hole in the wall place down the street to a little bit of a bigger place to now this giant like warehouse looking place. And even then, we're still looking at this like this still isn't big enough. Like we yeah. could, we cannot grow this, and we are, we will, we're gonna. Um, and it'll be a lot of work, but it's okay. It's to see that progression is really cool to yeah. be a part of it for so long. Same thing with a church. If you see a small church grow up from being in someone's basement or backyard or whatever into being a building. I've heard stories about it. Elevation worship out in, oh, I always get them messed up. Um, North, not Dakota, not, what's the other one? There's a few of them. It's like North Carolina, South Carolina. You're asking the wrong. Anyway, they're out in a different state, elevation worship with like Stephen Furtick and stuff. And yeah, man, hearing the, the, hearing the story about how that church started, about how Mm -hmm. Stephen Furtick started, like it's really cool to, to hear that. Even with HDC, hearing the um, the history behind High Desert Church up here, and they were just in our talking about campuses. that this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, um, seeing their progression, I mean, I haven't been there that long to yeah. see it go from one church to four churches, but I've been at Hesperia long enough to see our children's building get built. We have a uh, an addition onto our. We have like another side where we have more parking now. So to see progression is really cool. Yeah. From an outward perspective, I think the reason we don't notice it is because when we're in it, like like I was mentioning to you about the floors earlier, like dang, like did you can you, you could see a clear difference between the floors that we cleaned on Saturday and the floors that we had last week? Yeah, because over the years of everything building up, you don't notice it, and then when you finally like notice it and you go to clean it or pick it up or whatever it is, fix it. And you're like, wow, I really let this get out of hand. I let my hair get too long. I let my body get too fat. I let my job, I let my emotions get the better part of me. Whatever it is, you you know, when when we're in the middle of progression, we don't feel or see it and because that, we're in the middle of it. And that can go both ways, right? Because there is such a thing as negative progression. Mm-hmm. You can progress backwards. Yes. It's called regression. Yes. Um, but... And it sometimes it takes outside people, right? Because the people that were around may not see progression because they see us on a daily basis. Yes. Right. So you know, why well, did someone tell me the other day, like, dude, you lost a lot of weight? I'm like, what? I haven't even been cutting weight. And I looked at myself in the mirror. And I'm like, I don't even look that different. I seen a picture of myself from literally like a week ago. I'm like, oh wow, I lost like three or five pounds. I just did a juice fast. That's yeah. why. So I just got done doing uh, Johnny Bullet, and I did a three day juice fast. Um, and yeah, on Saturday, even Johnny was like, dude, you look like you're spun out right now. I'm like, I'm just 
I'm flowing with juice. Like I got nothing but juice and water in me. So I got all this energy to just yeah. do stuff. So yeah, um, I looked skinnier because I didn't have any actual food in my body. I had the nutrients that I needed, but I didn't have anything sitting in my gut. You didn't it was all gone. That stuff. Yeah. So everything that was going in me was liquid, which processes like five, seven times faster than food. So as quick as it's going yeah. in, it's going out. So, um, but I didn't notice because it was only three days. So we've talked a little bit, probably not as much as I would have liked, about the belt system and the progression through that. Okay. Um, but and we've t- touched a little bit on how progression may or what my idea of progression is in the Bible, which doesn't really mesh with what I would like, right? Because I I don't want to be able to recite versus verbatim at people and just throw them in their face, right? Mm-hmm. See, see them doing something and be like, you know, um, Le- Leviticus says this, and therefore what you're doing is wrong. If you're preaching Leviticus to people, you're not going to get them to go well, anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know what um, you mean. No, I know. I get what you mean. I just didn't want to go to the book of John because I live in that book right now. Um, but... I my what I want my progression to look like is I want to have an understanding of the Bible where I can say what I need to say when I need to say it, but primarily I want to live. I want to live it. Yeah. Right. With the practice what you preach. Yeah. I want to. I want to walk into a room. I want to hang out with someone that may or may not know Christ, and then just look at me and be like. What is so good about his life? Why is he so full of this positive energy? I want that. Mm-hmm. Let's have a conversation with him to kind of figure out if and how I can get there. Mm-hmm. And let that be my entry point. So you want to know why I'm so happy right now? You want to know why my life looks so good? Here's why, bro. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And... Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> and my family. There you go. Right? I'm like, don't don't leave them out. Um, yeah. Well, that's it. Because when you look at well, when you look at a family, you mm-hmm. look at and you could tell if they're a happy family or not. You know, you could you could see that kind of stuff. You could tell if someone's having a good time in class when you're teaching. You could you know you could see that stuff. It just takes a second. Like, you got to sit back and look for a second. Yeah. And. Um, Kind of going back to what I was saying, like when you're in the when you're in progression, it's hard to see it because you're in it, and people are like, "Oh, hey, you know, you're looking good, you're doing better, you're doing this, whatever." You're like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, I haven't done anything." And then you look it back like a week or two, you're like, "Oh, wow, actually, I have done a lot. I just didn't think about it because I wasn't. Yeah, I was so focused on it. You yourself did not take the time to step backwards yes. and be like, huh. So then, how do we? So how do we? How do we have progression with our family? Because when you get married with someone, right, and you get out of that honeymoon phase of like, oh, like, you know, we're holding hands all the time and holding doors open for each other. Like, why does that kind of stuff start to go away? And how do you progress as a family from the wedding to, you know, you guys dying someday without having to get divorced? And we mentioned, I don't know if it was the last, it was the last episode we had mentioned it a little bit. Um where we were going through marriage, my wife and I went through yeah. marriage, and there's the last episode, yeah, we went through marriage counseling, and, we, and one thing our, our pastor was telling us, and giving us statistics on, statistics on, 
where people like how people focus so much on the wedding itself and they don't put any of that focus in the actual marriage like they'll save up all this money they'll do all this planning to get this nice venue and have this beautiful wedding and then in a year they get divorced or yeah. or in 10 years they're they're they hate each other you know what i mean so like what happened like what happened you guys never built that foundation and then progress from it. If you don't build a foundation, you can't progress from anything. There's nothing to progress from. There's nothing to put it on, you know? So how do you do that with your family? Me personally, like I had said in the last episode, I get my family here at jujitsu. And when I get them here at jujitsu, you know, I get my son on the mat. My wife and I would, uh, before we got pregnant, her and I used to train on the mat together and stuff. You know, I was there when she got her blue belt. Um, at that class that day, it was, it was really cool to see that because I would, I had my family, I have my family in this. It's not just, they're coming to watch, like my son's coming to watch dad train or my wife's coming to watch her husband get a stripe or a belt or train or teach or whatever. Like, no, like they're involved too. And they understand what I'm doing at the, uh, maybe not the level I'm doing. I'm, I'm at obviously cause I'm a teacher, but I can go home and explain something in jujitsu and my wife and my son will, un- well, my son will understand because he's two, but my he, wife will understand. No, bro. He understands. No, that. but what I mean, like talk like an adult, yeah. like a real person, not like, yeah, he understands. If I tell him to base, he knows what that means. He knows what the words mean and he knows what to do when I, when I do certain actions. He is literally but going I, over to people and then like lay lock. But what I mean though, is if I come home and I'm, and I'm telling my wife about, oh man, there was this kid in class today and he was doing this move and this was going on and like, to a two-year-old, I can explain that to Matthew and he'll look at me, but I won't get anything back from him. Yeah. I can explain it to my, my wife and she'll, un- it's not just her listening to it and like, oh yeah, it was just another day at work for him. Like, no, like I understand everything you're saying because I understand jujitsu too. I understand, you know, I don't have a wife that I go to church with my kid and she stays home because she mm-hmm. she's not a believer. She's a believer. I'm like, it, it's perfect all the way around. Right. And that's, and but how do you progress from getting married in, into into doing that? For me, it was a little easier because I got her involved with everything that I'm involved in. Mm-hmm. You, that's different. Your wife doesn't come to your job and help you out and do she, stuff. Well, I mean, like, she doesn't come and help you watch monitors and help go and do stuff for patients for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. She has worked at the same facility. It's a job. Poor thing. Same facility, yes. Uh, but she understands my suffering um, with a lot of things that I've had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't train, unfortunately. But she's been there every day once in my training, and she brings her crochet stuff in and crochets because she. Yes. Uh, we we do crafty crafty sales in October and like the winter months, so she crochets stuff to sell there. Um, and that's kind of cool. So, you know, she's there and she's present. And Cora is actually getting her stripe uh, date of recording tonight, which maybe. No, she's getting it tonight. Oh, she is. You're telling her, her you're telling her jujitsu instructor that she's getting her stripe tonight. Well, according to her card, okay. Which is a recommendation to the instructor to look at the child and see, is this child ready for said, said stripe? How is... How is your daughter's grades at school? How is her behavior at school and at home? How is she acting on and off the mat, on the mat with her other peers? Is she focusing in class today? You don't know because she's not in class yet. Class hasn't started. Fair enough. So she starts acting up in class today. I'm not giving her a straight bro. 
I mean, I love you. I love her, but I'm not going to give a strike to a kid if they don't deserve well, it. The I'm, card doesn't tell me that you deserve a strike. I'm hoping you do. Because there you go. I, I'm looking forward to it. I know. Bro, she's going to get her she I already look, know your daughter. She is <laughs> looking forward to it. She doesn't know what's happening today. But that's anyway. the other thing, too. That's why I don't like the, the card thing, because the parents tell the kid, like, yeah, you're supposed to get your strike today. And I'm like, uh, from what I just seen your kid do, no, they're not getting their strike. Yeah. From see, what your son just said to me, no, he's not getting his strike. Sorry. See, I did not tell her for that specific reason. Yeah. Plus, it means more if she doesn't know because she's been asking. That's you exciting. Know, when am I going to, when, it, you know, again, something brought up in the progress episode. But, you know, when am I going to get my strike? When am I going to make progress? Because mm-hmm. the kid's way on that. Um, the kids weigh on that. We are doing the progress episode. The kids look at that belt more than the adults do, or more than the adults should. Mm-hmm. I've known, I know people that put a lot of emphasis on the belt, mm-hmm. um, but the kids, man, that that change in color, that adding a stripe, that means more to them. They like to see that more than the adults do. Yes. Well, that well, that's not just. That's something that was just made up over time, too, because yeah. back in the day, you didn't get colored belts. You got a belt to keep your your pants up or your gi together or whatever, and then it would change colors over time of training. Yeah, because just, you wouldn't was, wash it. Yeah, Well, yeah, it's used to – that was the tradition. Yes, you wouldn't wash it. And actually, I hold that tradition. I don't wash my belt. I'll disinfect it, but I don't wash it. And no, I don't do it because, oh, you're going to wash your knowledge out of your belt. No, like – no. If I go wash my purple belt, I'm not going to forget everything I've ever learned. Like, I don't believe in that crap. But I do hold that tradition. I don't wash my belt. Yeah. I will disinfect it, though. I will hang that thing, and I will spray it down with some disinfectant spray and let it and let it soak for a sec. But I will not throw it in the washing machine and let it wash, no. Sean doesn't do that. I do it with the white belt just because I feel like the white belt gets, like, some weird scuff marks and stains on it. That's perfect. I, my white belt's got blood, green tea, mud probably dried boogers. I don't know. It's got all kinds of stuff yeah. on it. But it's been disinfected at home. And it's put in a shadow box, so you're safe. No COVID for you. Yeah. See, that's what I want to do. Once I'm done with my journey, although your journey is never done in jiu-jitsu with your family. Your or journey's done when you're dead. <laughs> that's when your journey's done, bro. When there's but no more to go. When, when I have reached the pinnacle of my jiu-jitsu journey, right, it's all going to go in a shadow box, all progressed yeah. laid out. Yeah. That's my plan. I know, and that's good. That's um, kind of real quick, just touching on the whole like cleaning your belt thing. Like, is it a big deal? What well, what I mean, like, is it a big deal not cleaning your belt? No, like the tradition thing and all that. No, I wouldn't drag your belt through. Mud. I wouldn't do that. No, the reason why I have mud on my, I, I said I have mud on my on it is just because it looks like you have mud. On it. Yeah, it's, not really, it's really just blood, sweat, and tears over the years. It's not really anything. But it, but looking at it, you're like, it's definitely not white. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not white anymore. It's hanging up at home. The stripes are half hanging off and stuff. That's how a belt should look when you put it up. Not all brand new and perfect looking. Like that's what I think when I see um, people that train in other martial arts and they're hanging up their belt that they just got through. And I'm like looking at it. And I'm like, there's no damage done to your belt though. But that's the difference between like jujitsu and like stand up arts because you're not grabbing each yeah. other and the belts getting torn up on the ground. But I have stuff. like three different white. You have three different white belts? Yeah. I only have one. Because I have like four different geese and three of the four came with belts. Ah, then you just get rid of the belt and just keep one. That's what I do. 
Anytime, I have, yeah, every gi, almost every gi I've ever bought comes with a belt, and I just give it away or yeah. donate it to the gym or something like that. I don't, I'm not going to use it. So, and now we've really touched on progression in jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, and we've kind of touched on progression in family and faith. But I kind of want to get deeper into that because it's going to look different for different people based on their journeys in life, right? Mm-hmm. So, for me, right, look, I want to be selfish and talk about me for a sec. Go ahead. Um, I'm drinking water, so. For me, right, when I started working at the hospital, or even before that, when I had my job down at the lumber mill, um, working for me was a big deal, right? My growing up, like, that was my dad's emphasis for work hard, play hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he ran a business, and then eventually he ran two businesses, and it was work hard, play hard, right? Uh, Monday through Friday, work, 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 work's the priority, and then on the weekends, you know, we run down and do really fun things down at like San Diego Campland, and. We just have adventures, and he'd take time off work when he thought it was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, but the emphasis was work for everything you have and work hard. You know, make sure you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a value that was instilled to me. And it, I still hold that very true. But I put so much emphasis on my work. I thought that was the only value that I was bringing to my family as a father and as the man. I thought, well, it's my job to provide for them and make sure they have everything they want and make them a sacrifice of not spending time with them um, because it's not a man's place to be at home. And I know I'm going to catch flack for this, but it's not a man's place to be at home and to be, you know, watching the kids and going to like parent teacher meetings and all this stuff because he needs to be at work making the money so that the other members of the family can afford to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started to see a what I thought was a very negative change um, because I would spend all this time at work and really only be home for like maybe 24, 48 hours and then not be home the rest of the week mm-hmm. um, because that was the nature of the beast working at the hospital and down in Riverside is I would just stay close so that way I could get the most amount of sleep mm-hmm. and you know make it easier on the people that had to transport me back and forth. Uh, but when I was home, I was just, I had no energy. Uh, so I didn't want to do anything besides watch TV. And then when I did want to play with my daughter or when my daughter wanted my attention, it was, I know you're not really going to give it to me. So I want to play with mom instead of you, or I want to play with you. And I just be like, I like my patience was too thin. Yeah. Um, but I started to kind of, you know, my wife was saying, you need to be more present. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm working. I'm making sure that we 
can afford a house. I'm making sure that we can do all this stuff. It's just like, no, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. You need to, you know, invest in your, like, you're here Saturday, Sunday, or whatever random day you have off, but you're not here. You're on the computer, you're asleep on the couch, you're vegged out in front of the TV because you're too tired, and I understand that. But you need to start taking an active role. Mm-hmm. So I've stepped away from work, and I have invested more time in my daughter, um, playing with her, helping her with her schoolwork, um, just being present and you know not being on devices or whatever, even if it's just reading her a book or laying on the couch with her while she watches TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen so much of a change in her to the point where she's crying that I have to go to work. Yeah, well, um, kids crave structure. And they crave that, like mm-hmm. what you're saying. They don't want it. Kids do not want to sit in front of the TV all day. Yeah, they, they do. It seems like they do nowadays because that's all they do, but they don't really want to do that. They don't really want, they want to go outside and stuff. And that's the, that's the thing that we, we could probably should have brought this up in the balance episode. Like if you think about it back in the day, parents were yelling at their kids to get in the house. Yeah. Now parents are yelling at their kids to get out of the house. Well, you spent so much time freaking screaming at them to stay in and get scared and be scared of the world. that now that they don't want to go out now, you're like, what yeah. the heck? Like, get out. Like, no, I'm scared. It's, it's scary out there. It's like, I know that's life. Well, you made me stay inside. Like, so that's of course I want to be like this. And some people are just born that way. Like my wife is very much an introvert. Yeah. I'm very much an extrovert, but I have introvert qualities where believe it or not, I actually would not go out of my way to go hang out with people and interact with people. I will not go out of my way to do that unless I had to or something like that, because I don't, I don't, I'd rather just chill and stay at home or, go do something by myself or go do something with one other person, not a group of people. Right. But then there's other times where I feel like, no, like when we go, like when we go to Disneyland or something, like I'm all about it. I'll talk to people in line. I'll make jokes with the people that are walking around. Like I'll get real active with everyone. And Cynthia's like, stop talking to everyone. I'm like, it's just who I am. You know what I mean? So I have, I can, I can definitely play both sides of that. Like, my wife and some people are listening to this and probably smiling and nodding and they're like, yeah, I do that too. My wife has gone to Disneyland in the past just to people watch, just to go to Disneyland by herself and watch people. And I don't see know how if I can do that. Okay. <laughs> to her, it makes sense because you don't have to wait on anybody. You can go wherever you want, when you want, stay as long as you'd like, not worrying about anyone. So I get it on that end, but I would go freaking insane. I would have to make a friend or something because I would go insane standing in line and not being able to talk to someone or not interacting with someone or people watching, but then not being able to make a joke about it to someone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, look, that kid just did this. Like, you know, I sitting there by my, I can't do that. She can't. And there's probably people listening to this. Like, yeah, I could do that too. And then you and me are like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> See, I actually like some people watch. But I can't imagine with doing, someone, right? Yeah, I can't imagine doing it without somebody to be like, Joe, did you just see that? Yeah. Or, you know, even like you mentioned going to Disneyland and people watch. I'm like, why are you going to spend so much money to go to Disneyland and watch the people? Like, go to Walmart. 
Yeah, it's true. It's true. Go to, well, it's safer to go to Disneyland to watch people than it is to go to Walmart. <laughs> it's cheaper, but it's not as safe. I bro, I've seen some stuff in Walmart, man. It's it's not good. Don't go, don't go to Walmart, guys, unless you have to. If you work at Walmart, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Uh, there was something else you were wanting to talk about. Oh, the quote. Oh yeah, the but that quote. ship sailed like so long ago. Oh, we I can mean, interact. We can, we can, we can bring it in. Watch. I wanted to do. I wanted to do like a food for thought segment because Aaron and I have these weird little moments of aha when we're doing jujitsu or just thinking about our families or reading a scripture and we'll come up with something and we're like, dude, this is good. This is great. And then we're like, we should bring it up in the podcast. And, we don't, we don't and then we want to, and then we just get going and we're like, okay, now we've prayed out. We either, <laughs> so, yeah, we either forget about it or the topic doesn't, make sense with it or whatever yeah so i was just saying we should make like a mind or a mindset minute it's not from gracie jiu-jitsu rocks um a food for thought segment uh hey here's something to think about for the week okay right so where we put that might change based on the episode you know maybe somewhere in the beginning um okay i'm down for that um well, with this one, with this, uh, the progression episode, like what you said, I think we touched everything we wanted to touch, um, progressing in jiu-jitsu, progressing in our faith, and that's something we're always still doing every day. I think out of the three, obviously, your faith has to be the most the the most important one that, that you're trying to work on and progress in because, like, like I said, like if you're not right up in your head, then... And you know, you could you could go through an entire day and do stuff, and then at the end of the day, be like, "I was on autopilot all day. Like, yeah. I don't really, I didn't, I would, I did stuff like what your wife was saying. Like, you're here, but you're not there. Like, you're physically here, but your brain, your mind is somewhere yeah. else, and that's what's making you feel non-present. And I had mentioned this. This is a good idea for a, uh, maybe an upcoming episode. I had mentioned this to you a while back. How we connect to each other on a very spiritual level all the time. Like when people say, oh, it's the vibe or you give me a bad vibe or, or I'm giving a, you know, or you get that certain feeling inside, like someone could say a word to you and based on how they say it yeah, could affect the rest of your day. Because what we, and this is just, this is a hundred percent opinion. This is not, this is not fact that I've put in like work and looking on. This is just me thinking in my brain. I have seen, uh, you know, I've felt that someone walks in a room and I feel a certain way about, about, yeah. about it because like the vibe in the room changes, the energy in the room changes. So it's like very hard to explain it. So I was telling uh, what I was explaining was we connect like that all the time when we're talking with each other, whether it's just saying, Hey, how are you? Or just making eye contact with each other, just being in the same room as each other, doing jujitsu, whether we're at church, whether we're with our friends or family, whether we're by ourselves, there's an energy that connects us all. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's, you know, God, that's God, like connecting us all or in the star Wars world, that's the media coins, whatever. Right. Like, however you want to think about it, look at it. There's something that we feel, but we cannot explain. Like when 
that girl walks around the corner and you just you feel those little butterflies, but you can't explain why you feel yeah. that way. That when girl someone, is on wives, by the no, way. No, no. Well, what I mean though is, <laughs> well, I'm just trying to say this in general for anyone that's listening that's maybe not married. Um, you know, that person at work that wasn't supposed to work today that showed up now your whole day just sucks but it's because of the mindset you're having at that point um but it that's how much that's how deeply connected we truly are and i feel like phones video games computer all, all this different way to interact with each other where we're not actually having to be in a room physically is separating us from that it's separating us from that connection that's why when you text someone and they text you back if there's no emojis with it you don't know what context that message was sent because, okay, is this person saying this in an angry way? Is this person saying it in a sarcastic way? Is this person saying it in a happy way? Like, you know, when you text your wife something and she says, K, you just know that's bad. You just know, you don't have to know. I don't even need to know the context, but I just know one letter. I'm screwed when I get home. Right. When we're emailing each other and texting each other, that's people like people misread it misread because you're like oh i took it like you were mad at me no i was saying it as in a happy way you know what i mean yeah because of the lack of emojis or whatever i don't use emojis so if i text you and you take it a certain way it kind of makes sense because i never used an emoji to let you know that hey i was happy well but if we're talking to each other you know if i'm happy or not you know if something's going on with me because you can tell because we're physically here with each other there's that connection that's being made and it's the same connection we make with um with our wives it's the same connection you make with your friends it's the same connection you make with your parents it's a spiritual connection that we that connects us all together and we can't explain it but if you are a certain way in your head you're going to feel a certain way right i could be in a great mood and you can kill my whole mood just by walking in and saying a word yeah a certain word to me or i could be in a horrible mood and you can walk in and smile and say hey how you doing and that could change my whole day not even that you said anything nice, just the fact that you were nice when you said it just changed my whole day. It changed my whole outlook on the day for you. Yeah. You seem like you want to say something. What is it? No, I don't. Or are you just like, wow, like I never thought of this? Well, no, I think about it all the time, right? You were trying to think of a way to explain it, right? Because you were like, I haven't done any research. And I don't think you have to because I think everybody has felt that, right? Mm-hmm. The the expression "read the room," right? We've what I heard that. So what I meant as far as I didn't do any research, I didn't do any research to say that what I'm saying right now is a fact. Like I don't have facts backing up what I'm talking about to show you. Like, hey, no, this is a scientific proof fact that I'm talking about. This is my opinion on it. That's what I meant by I didn't go and do research to talk about this right now because there's I'm not trying to look for facts. I'm just trying to explain my opinion. You know. That's what I was meaning, not saying it any other way or out of context. Okay. Mm. It's getting warm up here, man. Yeah, I'm kind of sweating a little bit. It's okay. So we are playing with turning off the air conditioner if it's not too hot up here. So that way we don't get that humming in the back. So we're hoping that works. If it doesn't, then we're just going to. Because it annoys us. So we know it annoys you. Yes. I've um, listened to some of these ep- the episodes in my car. And I'm like, man, we need better quality, which we're working on. Which we did get our first review. Yes. I, I saw that. The little one word review. Yeah. From Sadie. But it was five. See, you know who it was. I know I, exactly who I it was because mom was. told me who uh, that she did it. <laughs> oh, well, now that we know it's your mom, I don't know if it counts. 
No, Sadie, the daughter. Oh. The I think it was I think yeah, I think it's one of the kids. She just wanted to put a word on her. Like she wanted to comment on yeah. something like that. But. So it's five stars. We have our first yeah. five star review on iTunes. <laughs> well we have five star um reviews on like Spotify and stuff too. Did you know that? No, I didn't you know, know that. Because oh. I looked at those I'm rolling to the numbers on this, which is kinda of bad. See, I'm not. I don't Look, there, we could be recording this, and, like, no one can listen, and I'm cool with it. Because I can come back and listen to this later. And I know people are listening yeah. to this right now. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not what I'm doing this for. Yeah. I, I get your end. But you see more of this because yeah. you do more of the editing, and you do more with the computer. I show up and talk. Yeah. And then I listen to the episode, and I tell you, hey, I think it's good. Or, or hey, I think we should edit here or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, or I'll tell you, hey, I need you to listen to the episode. Yeah. Because I've listened, I've I've listened to it like five times. I'm kind of done. Yeah. So, I think I think we did good with today with yeah. this with the progression episode. Um, talking about progression, different ways we can progress, um, and how we do it with our faith, our family, and jujitsu stuff. So the last episode, I actually prayed out. Do you want to pray out on this one? Because we have yet to get an episode where Kurt prays out, and you got to think, bro. Yeah. This is what episode I, I, five. Yeah, episode this is five, five episodes in, and Kurt hasn't prayed out yet. He's only prayed in. Yeah, but you guys don't hear that. Um, yeah, they didn't hear the praying because we always pray before we record. Put me on the spot. Oh, hey, that's the best time to do it. It ain't got to be pretty. That's the problem, man. When you pray, it doesn't have to be pretty. You just speak what's on your heart. Listen to a song. I'll send it. I'll tell you about it. I think I'll put it in our link. It's by Elevation Worship. It's called Talking to Jesus. Listen to it. It's a very good, very Ooh. good song. Um, and, you know, it, it's like just listening to it, even just the sound of it, you're just like, man, like this is, this is really good. Anyway, go ahead. So, Lord, we thank you for this time that we've been given to uh, just talk about progression in your word and with our families and jujitsu and we ask that you continue to help us progress and to live in a positive light so that it can impact others and so that we can help them progress. And we just ask that you continue to work with us and let our words be heard by those who need to hear them and to help them progress in their faith and whatever they need to be working on or whatever they are working on, Lord. And we ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen.